Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the I Genuinely podcast. How are you guys doing? I hope you're having a great day. I am recording this at 10 p.m. on March 14th, and this episode comes out on March 15th at 6 a.m., so you'll be hearing this in a couple of hours. And I wanted to apologize in advance if you hear any background noise, including opening of doors, a shower head running, brushing of teeth, because my husband is getting ready for bed. And I wasn't procrastinating this episode. I just wanted to, I knew I wanted to record this on Monday because I wanted to finish my life updates from the weekend. But today was a very busy day. So this is the only time that I've had. But guess what? I am being consistent and I refuse to miss a Tuesday of uploading a new episode. So here I am. But before we get into today's episode, which I'm very excited for because if you know me, I'm a huge Disney World fan. I've been multiple times, not just because of my family trips have always been at Disney, but I used to work at the parks and we got free admission, so I would go every day. So I pretty much feel like I have it nailed down, but these are just opinions. But before we get into that, I wanted to do like what we always do, a life update. So as you know, I went to Disney recently. I told you guys that, which is kind of, I learned new tips and tricks because I had this episode planned for a while actually, because I know it's spring break. And during this time, a lot of people flock down to Florida. And it's also kind of funny because one person I had posted on the I Genuinely podcast Instagram, and I asked what kind of episodes that you guys would like to hear or that you were interested in. And someone said to do an episode about Disney World and tips and tricks. And I was like, this is so funny because I literally had, I genuinely had this on my calendar to post this month. So it was pretty perfect. And I'm glad someone is interested in hearing what I have to say. Um, But like I said, anyways, life updates. I don't know if I've said this before, but I got selected as an Avalon ambassador at Avalon, which is in Alpharetta. And we had a welcome event. And it's basically like you're just the face of Avalon and you go to events and grand openings and you just promote Avalon. And it's not even if I was, it's not a paid thing, but even if I wasn't selected to be an ambassador, i genuinely love Avalon. I think it's such a fun place to be. But so I had that on Friday. I went to like a welcome hour, happy hour, and I got to meet the seven other ambassadors who are in the program for 2022. Then I worked at a daddy-daughter dance on Friday night, which was really sweet because it's just so sweet to see like that relationship. And um, one of my friends was on stage with her dad and she's about to get married. And they were kind of talking about that and just having their relationship, how important that was over the years. It was really sweet to listen to. And then interestingly, I worked two events this past Saturday. I am working with a company called Starry Night Events and she is huge in Georgia. Her work is wonderful and incredible. And I had the opportunity to tag along with her this past weekend. So I worked at a birthday party for a fifth grade, no, not fifth grader, for a five-year-old. And I also went to a baby shower that we set up like a photo backdrop. And I kind of posted some behind the scene photos on my personal account at megan.c.herring. And I just posted that and I had a blast. It was very fun. And hopefully I'll be working Um, with her for future events. And 
Yeah. So that's kind of like what's been going on with my weekend. It was very busy, but also like it was super relaxing because that was all basically Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday, I just got to hang out with Alex and we went out to lunch at a new Mexican restaurant in our area and it was pretty nice. Uh, So yeah. And I'm just gonna, that was just a quick little life update. I really wanted to get into these tips and tricks. I literally have a Word document up right now because I have 15 tips that I really believe in. And basically there's going to be a part one and a part two of this podcast. So stay tuned for next week. Today is going to be 15 tips for planning a Disney World trip. And then next week will be um, like tips and tricks for when you're actually at Disney and how to navigate and how to coordinate, like which rides to go to and all that fun stuff. So we're just going to go right into this. So with number one being when you plan park days, make sure you try to aim towards the middle of the week, like kind of try to plan it out. So like, for example, when Alex and I took a trip, we left on Thursday morning and we left Sunday. So I knew Magic Kingdom is the most popular park. So I chose to plan our Magic Kingdom day on Friday instead of Saturday because people who live in Florida those people who have like annual passes or whatnot, they're going to all flock to Magic Kingdom on Saturday. So yes, there's still going to be some people on Friday, but you have a better chance of like people are probably at work still, whatever. So that's like your best bet. And even like, even if it's not, I mean, that's how we kind of plan our vacations so that we don't have to use as much vacation time. But if you can, I think I would definitely strive to go to the parks like in the middle of the week because those are going to be like dead weeks. And I've heard like Wednesdays are very weird days where like parks are usually not that busy, especially like Epcot. I don't know. That's like a rumor. I haven't really been. I don't think I've ever been to a park on a Wednesday. I don't know, probably when I was in the Disney college program, but can't remember off the top of my head. But like I said, just planning parks in the middle of the week are a safer bet um, so that you can avoid Florida people like specifically because I mean you're gonna have people flying in from all over like at all times of the year but to be just like get a little bit of an advantage like without having to run into Florida people if that makes sense and I would also say this is part number two is if you have a long vacation like if you're doing a Saturday to Saturday trip try to have rest days in between the parks. And this is something my family and I learned very quickly was that we used to plan like maybe four day Disney trips and be a park every day. Kind of reminds me of that TikTok where it's like club, another club, no sleep, whatever. It's It literally was so draining and tiring because you're on your feet all day. I made sure to wear my Apple watch every single time I go to the parks because I promise you I hit at least like 30,000 steps a day and it's really cool and great exercise but doing that four days in a row kills your feet so I definitely recommend having a rest day in between and there's like a ton of things you can do um, during the rest days I mean I'll get into that a little bit later in this episode but um, it just helps give you a day to recover and third my third tip would be the best time to visit the parks is January to early March because let me tell you the weather is cooler and there's less crowds because you're beating like that summer vacation wave and you're beating like all the holiday waves so it's just like the best time to go like personally and when I say early March I would say the first week of March is the cap because 
like my parents went to Disney this week and it, this is like prime spring break for everyone and it is packed there. So I definitely recommend January and February for sure. You can't really go wrong with either of those months like any time because it's dead, like guaranteed usually. Um, so that's like my personal favorite time to go. And but like obviously if there's a holiday that you really want to go to, like I between Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and the very Merry Christmas, I will always 100% recommend the Halloween event because it is so much more fun. So I totally get like if you want to go in October, just like keeping in mind that it's usually more crowded when they have those holiday events, but definitely worth going to if you're going specifically for the event. But if you're just going trying to plan a trip just to go to Disney, I would definitely recommend like I said, January, February. And you know, it's funny because I think a lot of people are like, they know that I go to the park often and that's not to like whatever a certain way, but a lot of people, it shocks me when they ask like, what's the recommended age that you would, um, like what park would you recommend for my daughter who's like four? And in my head, I'm going, obviously Magic Kingdom. Like, and I guess that's an obvious to me, but I'm sure people don't know. So I'm just going to like give an age kind of recommendation per park. So Magic Kingdom I genuinely believe that it is for all ages. That is the park that I'll recommend to literally if you're a baby, if your daughter or son is two years old, or if you're 60 years old. It's just like such a, there's so much going on and entertainment and chill rides and some thrill rides, but not as many. So I definitely recommend Magic Kingdom for all parks. And if you're ever going on vacation to Disney, obviously plan one day for Magic Kingdom. I... I feel, and I'm going to go into this next of how long to spend at each park, but I feel like Magic Kingdom, you can probably, you can, I mean, if you're going to schedule a trip to Magic Kingdom, just keep it at one day, but know that it's probably going to take you two whole days to get through everything, in my opinion, because there's, I mean, you can get a lot done in one day. So it depends on like your perspective if you're trying to hit all the rides, but if you're not really trying to hit all the rides, I think you can navigate your way through one day definitely think it's possible I mean there's like I've gotten to a point where I know which ones and which rides to target and I'll kind of go into that further in my next episode of how to navigate the parks so basically Magic Kingdom is for all ages Epcot I personally don't think that kids below like elementary school would enjoy it because it's a very, I think I recommend Epcot for like adults or young adults or teenagers because it's more like they have half the park in Epcot is the world showcase and there's no rides really. I mean, the only one over there is pretty much like Remy, the Ratatouille ride and the Frozen Ever After. And like, for little kids, like, I mean, I know people in elementary school, little girls probably love frozen and yes that's fun but and like test track is fun but really besides those two or three things there's not a lot for kids to do I feel like and I just feel like Epcot is more known for adult activities such as like there's people there's food and wine and there's all these festivals and I just don't think kids would enjoy it as much and for Animal Kingdom I personally, I have not been to Animal Kingdom in like four years because I don't think there is a ton to do there. You can fin if you're thinking about doing a park hopper, I would definitely recommend for one day doing Animal Kingdom in the morning. The first half, I promise you can knock out everything at Animal Kingdom by like 
12 o'clock if you rope drop and get there at like 7 a.m. or whenever they open. And then I would probably recommend Hollywood Studios if you're going, if you're wanting to and determined to rope drop or not rope drop to park hop to two parks. Again, so I'm confident that Animal Kingdom doesn't take all day. Hollywood Studios, I do think it's you want to plan one day there. But if you're push, trying to push to get as many parks in within your vacation time, you can definitely mix uh, Animal Kingdom and uh, Hollywood Studios in one day. I think it's definitely possible. Um, and let me see. The next one I have is, oh, I don't know if I did an age. for like So Hollywood Studios, I would recommend for probably... Um, I think I would recommend all ages, just like Magic Kingdom. Maybe not if you're older because there's a lot of – there's like a lot of thrill rides. Like you have Aerosmith, Tower of Terror. Slinky Dog is fun. I don't consider it like Expedition Everest at Animal Kingdom, but it's definitely a little intense. Rise of Resistance is totally worth it. If you're a huge Star Wars fan, I would definitely recommend Hollywood Studios. Uh, but – I think the only – so I pretty much think all ages per park is good, but Epcot is probably the only one that I'm kind of like, yeah, I think I would wait. Just I think older – it's an older crowd that would enjoy that. Uh, and going into the next one, when I had said a little bit earlier, I said that if you plan a vacation to the parks to try to put a rest day in between, one of my favorite things, you guys definitely should go to Disney Springs and – I okay, going back a little bit, it used to be called Downtown Disney, which I personally loved way more than Disney Springs because it sounded like it was its own little city. But, anyways, Disney Springs has grown on me. It's fine. But Downtown Disney was the OG and the best one yet. But, anyways, definitely go down to, down, uh, to Disney Springs. There's a ton of food options and there's a ton of shopping areas. That's where they have like a huge store called World of Disney. Just to keep in mind, World of Disney is huge, but they don't have everything that you like. They don't have every single product that every Disney park owns. Like they have a ton of selections, but I think it's definitely like we still found a bunch of new things at Animal Kingdom or um, Magic Kingdom. Like they have a lot of it, but not everything. So don't go in thinking like I'm going to find these epcot limited edition ears because that literally is probably only an epcot so anyways but it's really fun they also have a lot of live entertainment at night and they have a huge hot air balloon which i haven't personally been on but it looks so much fun and it's not that crowded i think it's like 12 dollars or 15 dollars per person to get on that ride but usually the line is very crowded so that's why i haven't been able to but it looks very fun and just some recommendations for Disney Springs of restaurants. Uh, there, I'll give you two types of restaurants. So for a nicer dinner, I would definitely recommend T-Rex, which is like a sit-down. It's kind of like Rainforest Cafe, but like a T-Rex dinosaur era. And it's pretty cool. All the lights turn off of like every 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And all the animals go wild and stuff. Very much similar to Rainforest Cafe. The food is very good, but it is a little bit on the pricier end. And it is a little childish, I'll say. So my second option would probably be Morimoto, which is an Asian restaurant that is also in Disney Springs. Um, and this is, like I said, an Asian restaurant, but the interior is beautiful. And they also have a 
quick service line as well. So if you're also just looking for good food, I would definitely recommend that. But they also like so they have a sit down option, but they also have a to go option. And the next nice restaurant I would recommend is Alex and I tried Paddlefish for the first time, which was so good. And definitely the view was beautiful. We made a reservation at like 5.30 p.m. So we got to see the sunset. And it's really close to the Boathouse restaurant, which is also a um, restaurant that I want to try on my bucket list. But it is very hard to get reservations there. And But basically, there's an option at that restaurant where you can get into a boat and like it looks like a boat, but it's a or a cart on a boat and it drives on the water and it's really cool. It's like $90 per person, which is very expensive, but we haven't done it, like I said, but it's definitely a very cool experience. And like I said, the food is really good. But on the casual side, I would definitely recommend Earl of Sandwich is pretty good. And it's kind of on the edge of Disney Springs. And like I said, there's like a ton of like deli bakery items in there. And I would also recommend Chicken Guy because I haven't personally tried it, honestly. But I know that is just like a very popular spot that a lot of people go to. So those would be my two types of restaurants that I would recommend at Disney Springs. And then they also have a ton of good dessert options. My favorite is the Ghirardelli ice cream, which is kind of in the heart and soul of Disney Springs, but the line is usually insane and wraps around the building and it's very crowded, but the, it is delicious ice cream all, all times of the year. And sometimes they give out free Ghirardelli chocolates while you're waiting in line, so that's pretty cool. Uh, the second one that's my personal favorite is Goofy's Candy Shop, and this has a ton of like huge cookies. They also have, you know, slushies that are odd flavors, but they are surprisingly good. And if you hear my husband coming out of the bathroom, sorry if you hear a door close or whatnot. But anyways, <laughs> so at Goofy's Candy Shop, there's, and they also have a, they're known for their apple, candy apples, and they're so good. They're a little expensive because they're dressed as like a Mickey or character shape, but I think it's totally worth it. And the last dessert place I would recommend at Disney Springs would probably be Antoinette's, which is Alex's personal favorite. They have like a chocolate mousse Mickey ear kind of dessert, and it's very good. He gets it every time. So, and they have like a ton of other good desserts, such as like eclairs and cheesecakes. So, definitely would recommend that. It's kind of behind the world of Disney. And before I wrap up the Disney Springs part, there's two stores that I love and are my go-to stops and that would like I said definitely definitely recommend World of Disney but I also really like Uniqlo which is really close to Antoinette's actually and Uniqlo is kind of like a Japanese clothing store but they sell a lot of Disney products for a really cheap price so you can find a lot of that's where I get a lot of my t-shirts from and like you can get a Disney character a mickey princess they have like different kinds of characters that switch out but t-shirts are like 20 dollars, and that's a pretty good price for being disney so i would definitely recommend checking them out and let's see going on from disney springs the dining reservations i would definitely recommend when you download the app which is the my disney experience app and when you're planning a disney trip just go ahead and make several dining reservations. The window opens 180 days before the first day of your stay and it opens at 6 a.m. Eastern time. 
And you can go ahead and just book as many as you want. You can, as long as you cancel, I think it's like 42 hours before, or I think 24 hours before your actual reservation, it's a free cancellation. So I would definitely recommend that because, I mean, there are certain restaurants that go out really fast. So T-Rex, like I said, at Dizzy Springs is definitely one of them. And I'll kind of go into the the ones at the parks that are really popular. So let me see. So for Magic Kingdom, before I get into that, I was going to say that if your budget allows you, I would definitely plan one sit-down meal a day at the parks just so you can give your feet a rest. So I'll give you, like I did earlier, kind of like an affordable option and one that's like a little bit of a splurge. So Be Our Guest at Magic Kingdom is Bell's Castle. It is one of the most popular dining reservations. It usually sells out very fast and particularly they sell out for dinner time because dinner time is the best time to go to then. I know usually they always have a breakfast reservation available. I'm going to say I don't really recommend the breakfast getting reservations there because I've had it before and it's just very bland, nothing special. There's like croissants and maybe like a couple bakery items and it's just not really worth the money in my opinion, but at nighttime it's definitely fun. They open all the rooms where they have um, the Beast's area and Bell's library and then the main ballroom and the desserts. They have the gray stuff. It's just a much more fun experience. I think the food is okay for dinner, but you know, people go there for the experience and the atmosphere. So I mean, I definitely recommend that. But two other affordable options that are really good and they have good food, I would say, is Cosmic Rays and Pico's Bill, which is in Frontierland, and it's like a Mexican restaurant. So, And Cosmic Rays is like burgers and chicken fingers and stuff like that. So a little bit more affordable. For Epcot, we personally really love San Angel, which is a sit-down in the Mexican Pavilion, and it is just the coat we love it we go pretty much anytime that we can and we can get reservations that one sells out pretty quickly too um definitely worth the wait to wait a longer time to sit by the water because the ride the three capilleros is there and it's very much worth it and the food is delicious highly recommend and but then like across that san angel restaurant when you get out of the temple there's another mexican quick service and it's equally as good. So I would recommend that. For Hollywood Studios, I would really suggest Sci-Fi Dine-In. That is probably my favorite restaurant in all of the parks. It is where the tables are basically cars and each family gets their own car and there's like a huge projector and it feels like you're outside, but you're like indoors and it's so fun. I really love it. That one, again, sells out very fast, but it's totally worth it. In fact, out of all the ones that I said, I probably would recommend that one. Food is great. Experience is really fun, etc. Uh, and then there's beside that, like if you keep walking straight, they have a cafeteria with a ton of different food options. Uh, I would definitely recommend that. That's an affordable option and it's super good. And I didn't have anything for Animal Kingdom because it's been a while. It's been a couple years, like I said, and I don't remember anything being like that mind-blowing. I think I just, I would always eat at one of those kiosks. Like there was one in um, like near Everest where I got these like dumplings or something and they were so good. But so I would definitely just recommend just popping around. I think Yak and Yeti is pretty good there, but I think that's a, like a formal sit down and I don't know. Um, 
it's already 23 minutes in and I got to finish up and I still have like five tips left. But I, you know, Alex and I have a Disney Visa card and that if you go to Disney often, I think it's definitely worth it. Or if you're a big Disney fan, because it there's definitely special perks that you get with the Disney Visa card, such as like special meet and greets and like you get discounts off of certain things. And if you do have the Disney Visa card, just always get in the habit of asking everybody if there's a discount or if you get a discount for your card because there's not really like a system. I mean, it was very random of which vendors gave us discounts and which didn't. So just it doesn't hurt to ask. I would definitely do that. And one of the things that so a personal new experience is Genie Plus. This was the first Disney trip I went to that I had to use it before and it was definitely new to me. It's $20 for the entire day per person. And if it's worth it, I would say I think it's kind of worth it. I didn't realize until the second day that we had it that you can book a new Genie Plus reservation every two hours. I thought it was like a you book one and you can't book another one until you finish that ride. So if we rope dropped at like 8 a.m. and we booked one from 11.30 like reservation for Haunted Mansion or something, I felt like we couldn't do anything. And so it was like, this is totally a waste of money. But then someone in line taught me that you can book every two hours, which is very helpful. And I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more on the first day. But I do think it's kind of worth the money if you have the budget to do so. And another tip is if you're celebrating something, definitely get a pin. If you want a custom pin, Etsy is really good. They That's where we got our Just Engaged and our proposal ones. And it's just nice to have. I mean, they have like the free ones. I don't know if everyone knows this. You see, sometimes things are just obvious to me, but they have free birthday pins that you can ask basically any guest service Um they have like, I'm celebrating and they'll write what you're celebrating in in Sharpie and whatnot. And they have first time visit pins, but always just just try to get a pin of what you're celebrating or find a way to drop it in your conversation with cast members. Because, you know, even recently when Alex and I went to Disney, we were we booked the Little Mermaid room at Art of Animation and we got into the room and we saw that there are two separate beds and I called the front desk and I just said, you know, we just got married and, you know, we kind of just want to sleep in one bed and can we just move rooms? And just by saying that, the lady, her name was Anya, so shout out to her, but she was like, oh my goodness, congratulations. Would you guys like to upgrade to a car suite? So we got to stay in the car suite and it's just because I just happened to mention that we just got married. So always try to find a way to incorporate and just bring it up in conversation because Disney is very big on making experiences magical. So they'll always try to do something special for you. And then the next one I would say is if you can, don't bring a backpack. The lines are always shorter at security because they have a line for people with backpacks and people with no bags. And for people with no bags, they allow like really small purses or fanny packs to go through. But it can save you like 15 minutes, not even 15, maybe like 20 minutes um, than having to go through that long line. So I definitely recommend that. Wear comfortable shoes and clothes. I know there are some Instagram influencers who try to post certain, you know, they wear totally cute outfits, but it's not practical at all. And I usually have always worn just gym shorts and a t-shirt with tennis shoes. And that's like been my go-to because it's super comfortable. Like I said, you're on your feet all day. 
But this past trip, when we were at Epcot, I tried to be different and I wore a dress and that was horrible and a nightmare because it was very windy. I felt like I had to constantly keep pulling my dress down and it was just not fun. So definitely just keep that in mind. I And some influencers that are like Disney Park influencers have said that they bring a change of clothes. If you're gonna dress cute so you can take cute Instagram photos or something, definitely you can do that, but bring a change of clothes because it's a lot more comfortable and enjoyable. Um, and then I guess the last tip that I would say for this episode is to make sure you're checking the weather when you're about to go to Disney because it can, especially in January and February, definitely pack like a light sweatshirt because it can get really cold at night, especially at Hollywood Studios when Fantasmic gets back. The, it's like a water show, so a lot of water is blowing in your face, so it gets very cold, and I'm telling you, it's worth bringing a sweatshirt or a light jacket. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was very fast, but there was just like a ton of stuff that I had to cram into this episode within 30 minutes, but I just want to say thanks for listening. Make sure you stay um, in touch with next week's episode, which will be tips and tricks, like I said, of once you're in the park and how to navigate because it's very big and there's some rides that you want to head towards and some that you don't. But anyways, if you like this episode, you can rate us or leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me for those who go out of their way to do that. And you can also follow us on Instagram at i.genuinely.podcasts. And that's where I post all my polls and questions. And with that, I will see you guys next Tuesday. Don't forget episodes drop at 6 a.m. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.